Good day, viewers and listeners. I am your host, Big Law, Lawrence Johnson, and welcome to the Locked On Virginia Podcast Cavaliers Show. The first place to come to get your Wahoo fix every day. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Today's episode is brought to you by Underdog. Sign up on underdogfantasy.com with the promo code Locked On and get your first deposit doubled up to $100. Yes, everyone, we are jumping right into this show. I got a special guest with me today, my man Casey Pazalia from Virginia Game Day. How you doing today, brother? Um, can't complain. Super, so excited to be here. Uh, Law, thanks for having me on, man. Hey, man, I am really excited to have you here, man. Of course, Casey and I, we kind of met just through the, the, pretty much through the airwaves of social media, through sports media, yep. through Wahoo Media, whatever you want to call it. And Wahoo we just kinda, Nation, baby. That's it, through Wahoo Nation. And we're actually going to, you know, uh, uh, dap it up like the Wonder Twins and bring you guys some really cool information, you know, about what's happening in the world of uh, the Wahoos. I can see us uh, building a really cool partnership here, and I just wanted to bring his talents to all of you viewers and listeners and fans here at uh, Locked On uh, uh, Virginia Cavaliers. And uh, yeah, you know, we got a few segments we're going to talk about here. First, we're going to give you a little intro who Casey is and, you know, where he comes from and how he got into the media game, and also we'll get into uh, the second segment we'll talk about uh, this year, you know, kind of a state of the Cavaliers. What do we expect and where are we and, you know, where, where we're going in the future. And, you know, this is a very weird time for us, so him and I will get to chop it up. And then we'll give you our predictions for the game tomorrow and, uh, you know, what, I guess, Hurricane, the, re the remnants of Hurricane Ian, what's left <laughs> and what that holds for us. So, yeah, let's – um. Go ahead and get into it, my man Casey. Uh, from well, well, right now you're in Black. Uh, you're you're in, in uh, you're in Charlottesville, and yep. as you stay in Charlottesville, um, what's it like out there during the week? Because of course, you know I'm in Hampton Roads, and I got yep. you know I come up all the time. I'm burning up 64 during football, basketball, baseball season. <laughs> so, what's it like there on a day to day basis? Well, you know, day-to-day -day basis, you're always seeing the Virginia Sabres out there. We go to the gas station, see the Virginia Sabres. You know, I go to work. I'm always a big proponent of keeping Virginia in the conversation, even though you get, you know, a hater here and there. You have to kind of, even if they lose a couple of games, you got to keep the the uh, the vibe right and set them straight, you know, let them know that, yeah, we're building. But, yeah, you know, I, Charlottesville is great, and, I love having living in a city that has its own team. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Growing mm -hmm. up, that's that's what I wanted. You know, I grew up in a small town in New York, and uh, you know there was no teams around. You know, it was upstate New York, no teams around. But living in an actual city that has it's a basketball arena, football stadium, baseball stadium. It's like I love it, and uh, I, I don't take it for granted. I take it seriously. Speaking about where you're from, so you know, let's give us a little background of uh, you know, who you, who, you know, where you said you're from, upstate New York. Where we're at in upstate yep. New York, and just kind of give us, you know, a, you know, a, uh, a synopsis of how you became a Wahoo fan and just a history of who you are, brother. Okay, well, a, sh a short story. I married in. You know, I don't know if you've <laughs> ever seen those T-shirts and mugs that yes. say I married into this. Yeah. Well, I'm the proud owner of both. 
because okay. uh, my wife uh, Victoria is a, a proud alumni of Virginia, and I, right. being a huge sports guy, which we'll get into, mm-hmm. it, it was per- it was perfect. So I kind of was covering sports. I was uh, when we first met. I was working on a story about Nigel Johnson, who was uh, played at UVA basketball team. He was a, a grad transfer in 2017, I believe. Mm-hmm. So I was working at a newspaper and I was doing a feature story on Nigel Johnson and I had just met my wife and it was kind of a great jumping off point for us. We had that, that in common and, um, you know, it kind of, it grew from there going to games. We went to mm-hmm. the final four, we went to the elite eight and, you know, I got so wahoo crazy that <laughs> we came, just came down here and bought a house took you over man <laughs> yeah yeah well i can tell you it's uh it's it's easy to get tied up you know once you get involved with it um great fans you know got a lot of great fans i mean i, I hate to you know throw shade on any other fan base but like if you were like an eagles fan you know have you ever been to like an eagles game or you've been to um you know some of these other or these games have been to another stadium where it's just you know just tough going you know, I just found these fans to be just really pleasant people. <laughs> you know, I really haven't, yeah. you know, seen any, like, arguments. And all the years that I've been at a uh, UVA game covering games in the press box, I don't think I've ever seen a fight in the stadium. No. You know, think about yeah. that. Games are cool. You never see no, no, you know, nonsense like that. On Twitter here and there, it can get a little crazy. I try and, try and stay away, <laughs> try and stay away mm-hmm. from that. But uh, at the games, you know what I'm saying? Uh, tailgates it's always the vibes are right on right on point so yeah i love it and even and even when there is a uh you know a a away team people that are there it's pleasant they're very nice to everyone love man yeah they said come on hey come and hang out like you know speaking of the tailgates you know for the first time you hung out with me on one of my tailgate uh uh ventures and that was an awesome time i appreciate you coming there of course we'll continue this thing we got a uh a louisville game next weekend and we're trying to put some little special yeah we're we're gonna we're gonna go try to see we'll give you guys a sneak peek here we're gonna go try to see the mothers of the uh there's like a tailgate where it's like the mothers of the players oh yeah um, yeah yeah, so yeah natalie fitzgerald's is natalie fitzgerald i i had spoken with um someone who had was involved with that and I, yeah, I always hear great things. Yes, yes. So that's what we're that's what we're targeting. You know, I know AB is trying to do some uh, some work for me there, trying to see if we can set that up. But we love to come see them. But that's what we're we're working on. We want to you know visit them and you know check out the tailgate because moms deserve all the love. Really, you know, we gotta get the oh, moms totally, in, man. You know, in the building. Haven't been there before, so love to see what they have going on. They love when the, the boys get off in their suit. It's that's right. To the stadium. It's like oh man. That's right. Yes, you know, just a professional look. I'm, and I'm all about the suit. I usually, you know, my day job, you know, my my Clark Kent job, you know, I wear uh, suits all day, you know. And then, uh, of course, when I come home and get into my Superman job, I got to jump into That's some right. Wahoo, you know, some Wahoo gear. So, but yeah, but uh, so yeah. So, um, what part of upstate New York are you from? So, I'm, you know, upstate New York. There's so much of it, right? Uh huh. An, it's an hour above New York City and about mm-hmm. an hour below Binghamton. It's a little, it's a town called Liberty. Mm-hmm. Um, so I grew up in a town called Liberty. It's not too far from where the original Woodstock was. So wow. you know, 1969 Woodstock Festival, kind of right there. Um, grew up in Liberty, played all three sports: football, basketball, baseball. Um, 
after high school, I played baseball in college for a few years um, at SUNY Sullivan, which is right. You know, that was my that was my college team. You know, it was down the road. Uh-huh. And even though it's a junior college, the basketball teams have won national championships. And growing up, SUNY Sullivan was like going to a basketball game at SUNY Sullivan was like a huge deal. I'm about so, to recruit uh, you to be my baseball guy, dude. Oh yeah, so, oh man! Like if you listen to a Virginia Game Day podcast, yeah, when baseball season picks up. I am, I do pods all the time. Really, um, really? I mean, I, I may, I'm, I'm serious. I, I may wind up getting you. You know, if you wanted to, you know, go in with me under my seven cities, and you're already in town. You know, I know you got yeah. your own podcast going, but we'll talk about this off air. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I mean, running for uh, Wahoo fans out there, I have an interview with uh, Alex Tappen on on the pod. I have an interview with uh, Christian Halenka. Some great guys to that they told the story about their run to the College World Series in 2021, and they're just they're great guys and great conversations. That had to be incredible. Yeah, I remember it, man. Big donkey on yeah. the uh, trying to close them out. It was great. Yeah, it, it was. It was and, a great and that time. was. They started so slow, you know. Yes, they started so slow, and they can get hot at the right time, and that's. That's all it takes. When a team gels at the right time, man, you can ride it. I, and I thought we were going to do that again last year. I, I really did. Yeah, I thought at the beginning of the year. And then, then they, yeah, they, then they slowed down. But I felt like, yeah. okay, here we go. But the pitcher never, you know what I mean? The pitcher never, uh, you know, never came to fruition like they needed uh, the year before. But this is yeah. a great year, man. And like like you were saying, um, you, know, you, you know, you just kind of got involved. And I've been doing this for about 10 years with the team covering them but you know what really like took it over for me was when we went to the uh, final four or you know the basketball championship year i don't know if i've had a more fun year in sports when the you know when the basketball team won the championship uh what was it like for you when uva won the uh national championship and and then the run because the run was unreal so my wife was like i was working and she texted me she's like hey we should go to the game tonight and i'm like or the next day. It was in Louisville. And I'm like, you want to drive to Louisville? So we did. We got tickets at the last minute. Drove there for the for the Elite Eight Purdue game. And, I mean, we got there, bro. And the whole place was filled with Purdue fans. Mm. It was like 95% Purdue fans. And that we were, uh, you know, just a little sliver of, of uh, UVA. But that was... And it will always be like one of my best sports memories watching that, you know, the mom, the Kihei to Mamadi shot live. It was just incredible, you know. Um, and then we ended up going to the Final Four uh, the following weekend. So it was just, you know, such a great time, man. Like, yeah. and, and even if you don't have a team in the Final Four, if you're uh-huh. a college basketball fan, you need to go to the Final Four because it's just like a celebration of college basketball. Um, we went to the one in Minneapolis, of course, and it was just, you know, down the main street you got you know vendors set up and you see like former college basketball players walking all over the place and coaches and there's a different tv studio set up on every corner and it was just it was awesome well i know i um you know i've been to uh the ncaa tournament in charlotte and that was a really good time as well i was actually at that game when they lost to uh to umbc that was absolutely oh, no. brutal. Oh my yeah. god, yes, man, it was brutal, man. But uh, but yeah, let's um, you know, take this break for a second. This episode is brought to you by Underdog Fantasy, the easiest place to spice up college football season. 
Uh, a lot of times when you guys uh, are looking for some place to, to go to, to bet, you can go to Underdog Fantasy. Uh, you can actually go in, create a free account, and go in there and look for Brennan Armstrong. And you can either uh, bet higher or lower based off of how many yards he's going to throw for. You can say, hey, Brennan's going to throw for 266 yards. You can say higher or lower, and that will give you the opportunity to earn some cold, hard cash. Sign up with the promo code Locked On. One word, locked on, and underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. Deposit $100, get $100 free. Go to underdogfantasy.com and find the Underdog Fantasy app in the App Store, Google Play Store, or the Google Play Store. CTA, I can tell you this, that's Underdog Fantasy promo code locked on. One word, that's locked on. Get, get it on with college football pick them action today so yeah man uh let's kind of jump into you know the state of the cavaliers um you know the state of the cavaliers we we you know have have been fans for for some time and you know i'm a virginia guy virginia boy through and through you know followed all the sports when i was a little guy now i'm an adult and i'm so heavily invested i'm a season ticket holder are you guys ticket holders at all uh season ticket holder for the baseball team um and so i'm having a change personally in my life my my clark kent job is changing from one thing where i was working a lot of weekends to where i'm now monday through friday Ooh, okay uh, it starts on monday so i'll be working at monticello media which is a local uh, media company here in, in charlottesville that uh a lot of radio stations and stuff and i'll be working uh okay. in the ad department basically so uh so from now on maybe i will be a season ticket holder to the football team Okay, um, that's awesome. That's the awesome. way it is now, we just go as we just go as much as we can. Okay, beautiful, beautiful. So I'm on my third or fourth season here. I guess you want to count the COVID year, but yeah, I guess it's four seasons for me. Um, you know that we have been. You know, the state of the Cavaliers right now is, as far as sports as a whole, you know, is is yeah. in a good position. Is, is in a good spot. You know, you're talking basketball. Incredible spot, you know, incredible coach. You're talking women's basketball. It looks like they're on the rise. You know, Coach oh, yeah. uh, Coach Mox is doing an incredible job recruiting, you know, and building a team. Yeah. I'm really interested to see what the young ladies, uh, you know, do this year. Then we get into the uh, football program. Football program, uh, I guess we're kind of in a half rebuild, half, um, you know, I don't know what we call it, reestablish, you know, uh, ourselves, baseball. Um, you know, doing great. I mean, all of the sports for the most part are highly competitive and, and a lot of them are championship quality. Um, go ahead and let me hear what you got to say about the state of the Cavaliers so and the sports. What you're right when you talk about all the sports, right? Mm-hmm. Championship caliber all over the place. I think that's why the fan base in particular has such a hard time having patience with the football team <clears throat> because of how high level the, uh, the rest of the uh, teams are. Yeah, yeah, and I, you know, when I, and I think about it, I'm like, well, you know, you know, is people were at, were questioning, you know, is Coach Elliott the right coach? And you know, and I talk about this on my other shows, you know, and some of my other hosts will tell me that, you know, yes, this is what you know we wanted, you know, and some people are already trying to question some of his practices as far as like being in the player's face, and I don't know, man, uh, you know, I'm okay with it because you know I understand okay accountability. Go ahead, buddy. It, I mean, it's four games too. You know what I mean? Like, if you look back, Bronco was two and ten in his first year. 
Mm-hmm. Bronco was two and ten, and then he brought the team to an Orange Bowl, won the division. I mean, we obviously want to get higher than that, but like you can still like winning takes time, building a culture takes time, getting in your players takes time, all these things. And we are in. It's not like a, a, a rebuild year, but it's kind of a bridge year because a lot of these guys are a little bit older. They, they've been doing it a certain way for so long, and it's just like you have to have you know Brennan play out the year so next year it'll be a whole it'll kind of he'll be able to build it his way and go from there yeah yeah I was just telling people that you know it's not for these players it's for his, the babies coming into this in, into the system it's for Jay Wolfuk it's for all the players that are going to grad transfer in it's for all the players who are you know juniors you know sophomores freshmen that's what he's making this change for us. People are so upset, you know, with the offense. And I get it. You know, we're used to saying excellence. We're used to seeing a lot of points, a lot of action, a lot of long touchdowns, uh, a lot of scoring, period. And, you know, we just haven't been able to, you know, to see that this year. And it's frustrating as a fan base, you know, to, to not see what we've been used to seeing for a few years. And, um, you know, but, you know, we also have to understand that, you know, th this is, you know, a – high-end offense you know we, we've seen it work although be it with division one talents or, or excuse me professional talents <laughs> yeah. you know uh, uh, dr dr was it uh first round draft pick talents but you know we, this is an opportunity for uh for uva to really get themselves on the map with this coach i mean you know we need not complain you know i mean just in my opinion i don't know if you know i don't know how you feel about it but there are you know we, we get the you know the people, the fan base, the angry fan base, you know, where they're upset, you know, when it, you know, they get some change, but now they got the change. They may not like the change, you know, they may be upset with it. You know, I, I'm, I'm just, you know, in, in the, uh, in the audience of saying, you know, we wanted accountability. We wanted a coach who was going to really, uh, implement a, a, uh, elite, uh, type of a mentality. And he has it, you know, whether we know it or not, you know, we've never been to the mountaintop like he has. And we just need to follow him. We just need to be quiet, let him do his thing, and follow him. This is a coach that other programs wanted. You know what I mean? This is it. Tennessee wanted him. We got him. Auburn wanted him. Uh, yeah, I mean, like, if and, and like, because the offense, the passing game in particular, hasn't taken off as much as it, you know, they would have liked. But they're so much better in other areas, right? Mm -hmm, so it's kind mm -hmm. of like almost a net even depending on how they finish the season. Rushing game. They're running the ball much better than they did. Defense is light years ahead of where they were last year and the year before. So it's like, you know, if we depends on, depending on how we finish the season, it could be almost the passing game is not what it was, but they were better over there, so it's kind of evened out. You know, a lot of the uh, you know people are saying Brandon is so used to doing so much for the offense that he's doing so, you know, he's pressing. He's doing, you know, more than he should because the way this offense is set up is, is set up so that your playmakers can do the heavy lifting. Brennan just has to make sure that he gets the ball to them in the proper places. He doesn't turn the ball over. But, you know, he's just doing a lot of extra stuff, which is getting them in trouble, uh, you know, and he's leaving, losing some of his fundamentals, you know, and trying to, you know, figure out how to possibly, you know, get this first down. You know, so I'm going to use my legs, you know. And, you know, he plays, you know, I've always said he plays the quarterback position like he's Tom Rathman, you know, like he's a fullback. 
You know what I mean? Like he's, he's running people over and, you know, taking hits. I mean, you know, give me your opinion of Brennan Armstrong from the first time you started following. Well, I would say he's grown, right? Like, so in 2020 to 2021, that was a huge jump. 2021, Brennan was like unstoppable. Um, this year so far, it's a new system. It's a lot to digest. And so to expect him to kind of just pick up from where numbers wise, where he was last year, it's not fair. Uh, so he's had to learn a whole new system, new offensive line. And like, so those are the things working against him. But then for himself, he's been a little bit off, right? Mm-hmm. Underthrowing a lot of balls and a little bit of some issues with ball security, especially on like these, you know, scrambles and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So definitely taking a step back this year, but I think like I'm still like, a, I'm a, such a positive guy. I think that they're just cracking the surface. Like, listen, the last game we saw against Syracuse, the second half was the best football we saw the offense play. They right. led, Brennan led two 10 plays, 75 yard drives. Like, they weren't right. doing against Illinois, three points in two halves. The first half against Syracuse, no points. Then in the mm-hmm. second half, the last half of football we saw this team play, they put up 20 points and on long drives. So I'm a believer. I think they're right around the corner from from getting this thing on the tracks. You know Brendan wants to do it. You know they have talent. Uh, I think they're, they're just, you know, right there. I mean, your football acumen, what, what are you more uh, astute to, to, to know about? Are you more of an offensive guy, defensive guy, special teams guy? You know, if you say you had to say, okay, I think I know this pretty well. I got some of it down. I'm more of a culture guy, I'd say. Okay, all right. I'm more, you're of, a more, you're more of a locker room guy. I got you. Yeah, more of a locker room. I got you. You know, I played high school, high school football and all, but uh, and I could, you know, tell you what a cover two is. But uh-huh. you know, I, I, I'm not. I don't fancy myself as like an X's and O's breakdown guy. I, okay. Uh, I'm kind of more the feel, more the feel of it, the culture. You know. Okay. Speaking of that, what would you play? Would you play uh, in football? What position? Uh, I was an offensive lineman. I, I'm okay. a, lot, a lot smaller than I was. Okay. All right. And what, what yeah. did you play? You said you played basketball. What, 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 what oh, I you? was uh, a small forward, but I could shoot the lights out. Play good okay. defense. Kind of a three and D, three and D guy. Okay. Uh, and then in baseball, I was a first baseman. So. Okay. Okay. Um, three years. Well, three year starter on baseball and basketball and uh, football. We. We we, were, we had a hard time fielding a team, to be honest with you. Okay. So okay. we only had football my senior season. So okay. What are you uh, as far as your, your your baseball acumen? Are you more of a defensive, offensive? I mean, I guess first base you would typically think guys are more offensively uh, skilled. I was the opposite. Typical. So you're a defensive first baseman. Yeah, I was. Wow. I could flash the leather with I could flash the leather with at, at first. Um, I had a little bit of a difficult time going from the, the change from high school. The college pitching, you know, uh, college pitching, everything, everyone's throwing gas. Uh, mm-hmm. Everyone's got nice breaking stuff. So, you know, I didn't, I hit 210 in college. So I, <laughs> I okay. uh, you know, didn't have the, the greatest college career. But listen, that's an experience that I, I think back to all the time. And it was, uh, it was awesome. That's awesome to hear, brother. Nice to hear. That. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So, so baseball is like your core, though. Baseball, if you have, you know, if I, so, you know, uh-huh. It's just the language that me and my family speak, right? Like when uh-huh. I talk with my brother and my dad, it's always it's kind of our and my mom too. Like we go to baseball games when we meet up, 
we go to see the Orioles, we'll meet them from New York and we'll, you know, kind of halfway point. So it's just kind of the family language. It's a, a good common ground for all of us. Well, I'm an Orioles fan. Are you an Orioles? You're an Orioles fan, aren't you? Yeah. So being from New York, uh, you know, we do, I do root for the Mets as well, but because the Orioles are so close, I Orioles in the American League, Mets in the National League. Okay. All right. All right. I, I can deal with that. I can deal with that. Yep. Yeah, to my core, I'm an Orioles guy because we didn't have the Nationals here, you know, when I was growing up. So, I mean, I root for the Nationals whenever they play, but to my core, I'm an Orioles guy, man. You know, I just grew no, up that's so funny. I, I like, I like how you know Baltimore and DC kind of have that like, like Baltimore people root for the Capitals, and you know what I mean. And mm-hmm. then like, it's cool. When I was at, I remember being in an Orioles game, and it was when the Capitals won the Stanley Cup. And they uh, they kept posting the posting the score of the Stanley Cup games because they knew that everyone at the Orioles uh, Camden Yards wanted to know. So I, I like that uh, relationship between Baltimore and that's DC. right, man. It, it's very cool. So let's get into our third segment here, which is our uh, preview. Uh, so. The preview of the Duke UVA game here is going to be at Wallace Wade Stadium uh, in Durham. Uh, time is 7:30 p.m. We got the night game on ESPN three, and they may change that, but keep keep a check on your local listings to see where that winds up being. So, I mean, talk to me, man. How are you feeling? You know, with this game. I mean, I know Duke three and one could have been four and zero. Oh, you know. You know, almost pulled off, I guess it would have been an upset, playing Kansas. You know, I guess they call that the Battle of the Basketball Blue Bloods uh, going at it. But it was a football game. And uh, Kansas was good, by the way. But, yeah, I mean, talk to me about this game. You know, where are you? What's your analysis of, of these two teams going head-to-head tomorrow night? So, I think I think the game will be on, locally, it might be on Masson. So, like, where you guys find it. I'm going to check my, my, my guide here in a minute. But I think it might be on Masson mm-hmm. tomorrow night. Um, so listen, Virginia has owned this, this rivalry, right? Like mm-hmm. they won their last seven matchups and they won their last game at Duke 2018. And that was actually a situation in 2018 where Duke was, had a pretty good record and it was kind of similar to where we are now and Virginia beat them. So I, I think that even though the season hasn't gone like they have, would have had planned so far, I think it's ingrained in these in the Wahoos to be confident against Duke. So mm-hmm. I expect them to go out and not think that, hey, we haven't been moving the ball. We haven't been, you know, beat a Power 5 team yet. I think they're going to go out there and uh, kind of instill their will. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm looking at, you know, the weather. You know, my, my thing is, you know, if you guys can can hear closely, you probably hear the the rain. Uh, you know, just and the wind. Pe- yeah, and wind peppering my home right now. You know, in my home studio, so you can just hear it outside, just going crazy. And they said the worst, I guess, is between now and you know, sometime in the morning. Uh, you know, it should kind of pass through, but you're still gonna get, you know, a really super wet, soaked ground, and you're still gonna have some winds left over from uh, Ian and. We have had issues with holding on to the ball with fumbles. Brennan has fumbled in every game, I think. You know, almost every – yeah, I think he's fumbled in almost every game. And um, I don't know. I mean, if we hold on to the ball and let our talent 
take over and don't press. I think we have a great opportunity to to uh, to make some noise and put up a lot of points because this needs to be what we call a get right game for our offensive totally program. Agree. You know, yeah. Go ahead and elaborate on that. I mean, listen, we got a three-headed monster going right now. We're running the ball very well, right? We've been able to, you know, get guys in space, average, you know, five yards of carry. So if it's raining and it's nasty, they might have to utilize that. And I think we can kind of manage their front. I think we can we can win up front. Um, and then in a wet kind of game, set up a little play action, hit a shot here, hit a shot there, and just kind of get Brennan's confidence back. Like, I think he's going to go in after having that solid second half against Q's and kind of come in and with the confidence of, listen, this is Duke. We're going to put up some points. We're going to dominate. This offense is going to move. And then we're going to, you know, go into the rest of the season and, and, you know, get back on track. Exactly. Right along with this get right game, you know, is it, uh, you know, we're going to run the ball for sure, just because of the weather. It, that's what is going to permit us. So the passing game is what we need to get on track with Brennan. Brennan, has been known to be a prolific uh, air marshal, you know, when it comes to getting the balls to all of the talented guys we have on the outside. I know they have some frustration, you know, because they're used to getting uh, a lot of targets. But um, what's going to really help, I think, we're going to have we have Billy Kemp coming in. You know, he's actually yes, will yes. we'll, we'll, yeah he'll be back for the first time, which we we, we suffer in the short uh, to intermediate route uh, uh, ball catchers. You know what I mean? You know, we're great at trying to get the ball down the field. You know, deep, uh, you know, digs, you know, uh, deep square ends. We're great with those. Uh, but, you know, over the middle, quick stuff, you know, quick beaters. Uh, that's what Billy Kemp is great at. You know, he's hell for linebackers to try to cover, you know, right there in that slot. You know, so, yeah, the short game, mid game, he was missed sorely, you know, in these last two games. And I think having him back is going to make some, uh, you know, make a huge difference, you know, for this team. Uh, anything you wanted to add to any of that? Before we give our predictions for scores, you know, I think you know having Jelani Woods would would, would really help Brandon right now. Kind of <laughs> having that big tight end in the middle, you know what I mean? That's right. Who, who scored his first two touch his first two catches in the NFL were two touchdowns. Uh, That's right. Eric, at the week, Colts. So That's shout right. Out to Lonnie. That's yeah, right. Shout out to Lonnie. So, um, so, and yeah. I'll just add that, you know, I have great memories against Duke. Uh, you know, the first game of the, uh, I think the pandemic season was against Duke. We got a big win. Um, the first game I took my parents to at Scott Stadium, Virginia, blew Duke out 48 to nothing. Mm -hmm. uh, last year, I had my wedding in Charlottesville on that weekend where they beat Duke 48 to nothing. So I'm just very confident in this, uh, this so rivalry. You, so you just spreading all kinds business. of joy. You know, yep. and, uh, you know, gushing honey all over the place before the Duke game. So we'll just count you as our luck charm for the Duke okay. weekend as we go. So all let's right. go ahead and get our prediction in for the game. And I'll let you go first. What do you predict the score will be? UVA versus Duke. Virginia, 30. Mm -hmm. Duke, 21. Okay. All right. So this is a, a, a get right game. Uh, for yep. uh, the UVA and the defense, you know, holds tight, and, you know, and just yeah. slows them down. Um, my prediction is UVA 27, Duke 15. I think that what? defense is going to – well, bad weather. I just think whenever you got bad weather, the defense just cranks down. 
you know, and it's just hard to squirting out. Yeah, yeah, and it's just harder to score. No, I think, won't. you know, the, this team, you know, and they're creating turnovers. They're hitting, you know, that I haven't seen them do that in, in quite some time. Where they're just turning someone over at will. It doesn't matter who you are, you know, and um, you know, and just doing things that you want a defense to do. Bend but don't break. But you know, I think they can be better than that. You know, and it looks like you know yeah. they're they're really gearing up to uh, to to see what this team has to offer. But uh, anything you want to say in closing, Casey? Well, I mean, I don't know how much time we have left here. Give your handles and shout-outs. All right. I'm at Virginia Game Day uh, on Instagram. That's how how everything started with the Instagram account. Uh, Or you can go to Spotify, Apple, Virginia Game Day Podcast. And then we also have a newsletter, uh, virginiagameday.com. So we, you know, try and pump one out every week, every two weeks or so. So those three things are the best way to, to get all our content. Well, I appreciate you coming on, Casey. That is Casey Pazalia with mm. Virginia Game Day Podcast. Thank you for coming on. And we're going to have him on a lot more, and we'll uh, kind of catch up with uh, with him from time to time. And, I, and maybe we make it a weekly thing. Maybe, you know, uh, mm. Thursdays or Fridays we can get on and, you know, we can talk some uh, UVA uh, pregame based off of who we play. But uh, thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, but uh, before I go... Get more on the ACC by making Locked On ACC your second listen every day. Host Candace Cooper and the local experts of Locked On take you across the ACC in 30 minutes. Make Locked On ACC your second listen of the day. Thank you for listening to the Virginia Locked On podcast. I am Big Law. Casey is in the building with me as well. Thank you for making this your first day or your first listen of the day. Goodbye, guys. We will see you guys tomorrow. Go Wahoos.